0: This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 ESPN. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the almost 4,000 realtor members. And almost 1,000 affiliate members of the Fresno Association of Realtors. And the reason that's important that we have such a big group is because every week we have different members that come on down here and talk with us and help us to educate the public out there. Today we've got an interesting one. We have a couple of guys down here. Both of them are with Xander Home Mortgage and Real Estate. And... um, one of them is the the broker and the owner of Xander uh, Home Mortgage and Real Estate, Mohan Chima. Good morning.
1: Good morning, Don. How are you?
0: Very good. Thank you for coming down here. And you've got a lot of experience with lending and, and sales, so you're going to um, share that with us. We're all going to come out of here smarter today. Um, we also have in here. And this is part of the smarter part too, Gabe. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> we have <laughs> Gabriel Maddox. Of Xander home mortgage and real estate and you are a realtor and also and this is gonna be interesting we're gonna talk mm. about it a notary all right so welcome and, and thank you for coming down here notary is maybe would you agree with me maybe a very misunderstood thing yes definitely definitely in the state of California especially I believe yeah. hmm okay now I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought that that statewide would make a difference but as we get into the show we are going to um, hear more about that so um, not every real estate office does lending and real estate how, how do you how do you do that Mohan
1: well it's a, it's a question uh, it's a very good question I get that asked uh, quite a bit uh, more recently um, the uh, just to give a little background you know i was doing lending and uh, did it for seven years and although uh, it was great uh, real estate always was very intriguing to me and i thought there's more to do for the communities for for the folks here um, whom i work with uh, there came a time to make a change i did not want to uh, let lending go Away from me, and I, I, I learned that as a DRE broker. Now, not all states allow this. However, uh, DRE uh, in the state of California allow a broker to be a lender and a realtor at the same time, as long as the proper disclosures are made to the consumers that hey, I'm representing you as a lender and as a, uh, a real estate agent. Um, so it's it's a, it's it's a great way. Uh, to give a full service to one client mm-hmm. under <laughs> one roof.
0: What what kind of disclosures are necessary?
1: Uh, it's basically, uh, uh, you know, uh, you can do like an affiliate business agreement. You can let them know, hey, we are a lender and we are also a realtor. We are representing you, although they, uh, like the clients or the consumer, have a choice of going anywhere. So we let them know, hey, you can go anywhere you want, but if you like, we have this uh, with the, with right here in this space, we can do both for you.
0: So, okay, so there's some convenience there.
1: Absolutely. Um, A lot, I would say.
0: And I guess the key to any disclosure is the word upfront. Mm-hmm. Correct. That is one word, not two words. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think if you tell people that upfront and they're good with it, then yes. no problem. Yes. Yeah. but And, of course, because we live in the world of real estate, you can't just tell somebody something. It's got to be signed also.
1: Correct. Mm-hmm
0: but not notarized not this one (laughs) but we'll get more into notary in a little while um how long were you a lender
1: uh seven years
0: seven okay Mm -hmm. and you may not know this mohan but um i i know you from an escrow that you were involved in with me a year or two ago and uh it's one of the most often told stories (laughs) on this radio show Mm -hmm. and so for our uh Continual listeners, you'll remember the story. But I joke about the 30-day escrow that took 90 days, and that was not the fault of either of the realtors nor the lender. Um, We had some issues that came up, and and nobody said selling a home is easy.
1: Yes, that's
0: (laughs) we we all know that. But the point that I make is that great communication. Is important, and that's what held that together for ninety days.
1: Correct. That's that, that's so true, Don. And just to add to it, um, uh, I, I actually uh, that was the time I started learning about you. And uh, almost every call, I think uh, I remember you were at the golf course, and you called me one time, and we were we were like, "Oh man, this guy's at the golf course asking me a question as a as a lender." Sometimes you're like, "Wait a second, I'm in the office," like it's <laughs> like eight in the morning, but. Uh, you know, uh, like you said, communication and respect for each other in our industry is very important. And I kind of see both side of it, like, you know, when I'm a lender, uh, I, I remember as a lender, um, sometimes I would be like, hey, why is this realtor calling me so early in the morning? Mm-hmm. It's a Saturday. You know, but I, then I also learned a lot uh, during the course of, oh, this is that the realtor, sometimes it may be just their first deal. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we lenders forget that. This is the only deal they're counting th- on for. You thought it was my first deal, didn't you? <laughs> No. <laughs> and just no. for the listeners out there, I'm not always at the golf course. That was the one time <laughs> out of the year. Oh, no disclosures on this <laughs> one. <laughs>
0: what was important there on, on any transaction is that the lender, the realtors, all speak so that we can keep the two most important people – uh, informed and that's the buyer and the seller mm. our clients um, if I were to just call my client up saying I don't know anything else lender hadn't called me back then that's not good they're at some point in that extra 60 days they're going to um pull the plug so and and you know, I didn't tell you this, but they were never going to pull the plug. Yeah, <laughs> they, no, they had they had faith in
1: us. Our actually job is to keep the peace together. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a very, uh, it's <clears> a delicate <throat> thing what we do. You know, I mean, there are like a lot of, it's like a lot of moving parts. And as, as professionals, if we call ourselves professionals, and what it takes is to give that feeling and kind of like, hey, have faith in me. I know I'll get it done. And I know a lot of people don't take that kind of word to say, hey, I'll get it done because they feel like, What if it doesn't happen? Mm -hmm. But I think the true professionals know themselves and they present themselves in that sense and the consumers and the clients, you know, if it's a 90 day escrow, it's the same thing from one day to 90th day because they actually believe in you and you give them that faith. Hey, I'm not going anywhere until this closes. Mm -hmm. And that is what happened in the last transaction you and I did was we put it together and I actually believe it or not, I was seeing them last week because I went to their place and then we were sitting down and said, man, that was an experience. And they're still happy with both of us, unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) that's pretty bad that we're still thinking of it a year
0: or two later. (laughs) So, all right, and I had an experience um, in the last couple of weeks where the first week of an escrow, I was getting nothing, I, I wasn't getting information from the lender and i'm on the listing side so i'm not actually related to the buyer the 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 lender finally the lender said would you like me to include you as a cc on all the emails i said please so that i you know i didn't know that i I wasn't aware of what was going on i told him i said you know i feel like an outsider but if you include me on those i'm good and and now I get a daily email, usually not directed to me, but at least I, I know what's going on. And that's great because that then we can all work together to, to um, please our clients. Correct. Um, I'm going to throw some statistics out here from Fresno County. Um, sometimes I give Fresno, Clovis, But today I'm going to give Fresno County. And the reason why is every time I drive through Selma, I see a uh, billboard with Mohan Chima's (laughs) face on it. (laughs) So so it made made me think of Fresno County, not just the the metropolitan area. Thank you, Don. (laughs) Gabriel, someday you'll be on the billboard, too.
2: Yes, yes. My whole family will have a billboard one day. Good, good deal.
0: (laughs) Well, this is that time of year, uh, the middle of July, where we can look back and the statistics for the first six months of the year are, are in. So um, I wanted to throw those out there. First of all, there's 1,620 active listings out there. That's that's up about 10% from the, the previous year. So there is uh, more more inventory. Actual solds for the first Six months of the year are down about ten percent from 2018. Are you guys seeing that? And Gabriel, if I could ask you in the notary side, um, and of course I'll ask you too on the sales side, being y- your realtor, what are you seeing a slowdown?
2: Definitely, definitely. On the beginning of this year, January, February, there was some difference in people kind of waiting to see maybe laws that we're going to go through or the tax structure or how that was <clears> going to work for this year. And it was very slow at the start. And we picked up here in April and, and March, I feel like we're, we're good, good months. And um, it's last year was hot right now. in in July, I feel like there was a lot of closings, people right around this time to the end of July, we're ready to ready to close escrows a lot of people. So now it's it's very average mellow and so maybe last year's stats for the first 6 months were really high there and we're low because of that the
0: 10%. You know that's an interesting way to look at a statistic. Hmm. I mean um, so often we look at the negative side of it and hmm. say that oh we're down right now hmm. but actually what you're saying is maybe last year was up. Yes. And this is more normal.
2: Yes. Yeah. Definitely. That's the way I feel about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. In in fact, what I've been telling people is that um, we're closer to a normal market now Mm. than we were a year ago or two years ago. Yes. Um, We were doing 70 miles an hour. Now we're slowing down to 55, which is still good. Mm -hmm. But still, it's good enough to see that billboard in Selma. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Good enough to see the billboard. All
0: right. So (laughs) from the lending side, what are you seeing? And does lending have anything to do with the the, um, uh, maybe 2018 being up more than 19? Uh,
1: A good question, Don. Uh, uh, There is, uh, as far as the statistics are concerned, if you see a drop of 10%, I could um, let you know that that could be because the escrows are taking a bit longer to close the processing part of it, uh, 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 you wouldn't know that, I mean, what's going on right now. um, Coming from the lending side, we have like many um, files in processing, but the appraisers, there's actually a shortage of appraisers who can bring the appraisal to the table on time. And that's delaying the process, so you might see a 10% drop. But that's because the same escrow, which was closing, let's say in 21 days or less back in the 18, 2018, now could be taking 31 days or, or 35 days to close. So I could I could say that that is like one reason why we see a drop in numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other factors I could tell you is that uh, a lot of people are on the sidelines they're thinking, hey, there's a big drop coming to the market, so I hear that quite a bit. Every day I get a call, hey, Mohan, what do you think? Is the market going down? Uh, we're gonna have, like, uh, you know, uh, this house is gonna go for less, or, uh, and I tell him, hey, you know, uh, it's speculative, you know, you can, you can say that, but with the interest rates being so down, I think the, f- the market is well-managed overall. Uh, it's staying stable like we just talked about it earlier. It's gonna stay steady Uh, The numbers will pick up going towards the end of the year. Um, I'm very hopeful. Um, um, The inventory is improving, which is a good thing. That means there are more choices for the clients to pick a a house or home from.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. Hold some of those thoughts because we're going to take a commercial break. But when we get back, we're going to continue with this conversation. Well welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and here in the studio we have Mohan Chima of Xander Home Mortgage and Real Estate and also Gabriel Maddox of same company. And but you also have a second company. Gabriel, tell us about that.
2: Uh, yes, me and my wife run our own mobile notary um, business, and Maddox Mobile Notary, and we provide services for all the the title companies in the valley. And um, she got into it about a year before me, and then we realized that we needed to get the structure there and make it a a real business and get our you know business name put through and and start mm-hmm. filing everything correctly. So. We had that do very well for us in the last two years, and now I we had the birth of my daughter, and she's five months old now, and we feel like we're kind of back in in the swing of things, and our business did okay, so now I, we're branching out with Mohan to kind of extend our knowledge of the industry. Your
0: first child? Yes, my C- first child. Congratulations. Thank, Thank you. What's, what's her name? Gemma Lily Maddox. All right. Yeah. Tell her hello for me. Oh yes. Hopefully she's, hope- she's listening to you on the Hopefully. radio. Today. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And laughing. She's about saying, it. "Dada." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's she's it.
1: sweet. Yeah. She's
0: way sweet. <laughs> All right. Tell us what in the world is a notary?
2: Well, a notary in California has really one job. You are witnessing an individual sign a document, and then <clears throat> I- using identifying. Um, documents IDs passports to
0: prove that that person is who they are and that's that's it so you say in California is how is California different than well
2: there others? there's some rules or laws are very different state to state for a notary and even more different you know country to country in in Mexico um, notaries have much more legal power than they do in the states so you can run into people who think you're you're almost a lawyer and you're you're not you know you're you're there just to witness a signature and um that state to state as well there's some states that have even passed um facetime notaries you can facetime a notary and they can sign you a notary and and however that works i'm not sure um i've seen bills passed for that so it just varies and in the state of california it's very straight cut. You witness the signature, you get in the book
0: the their signature and their thumbprint and Okay, yeah. so FaceTime Notaries. Now what if they go to the <laughs> like Snapchat with the distorted faces? Oh
2: well <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of those would, would apply, hopefully. I'm I'm not sure the regulations on it, but I think at some point there'll be an app, you know, iNotary or something, and and you open it and and get your notaries done through a phone or something. But California is not like that,
0: definitely. So what is the job of the notary? So let's say you're notarizing uh, a signature Mm -hmm. on the loan documents. Mm -hmm. Are you supposed to know and explain every part of those?
2: That's kind of another misconception. We are supposed to be very informed, but Like the other day I had somebody ask like exactly why their insurance was that price. And we were looking at all the spreads and I was pointing out what information I had, but I was not allowed to speculate how or why their rates were what they were. I could only point out things in the documents. So I am informed on the documents I have, but the background logistic work, I am not supposed to um, act like I know why the lender did what they did with their their loan yeah
0: because you're not a licensed loan officer right. nor an insurance agent right um, the primary job is to witness the signature so that you know that mohan chima really is mohan chima yes yeah yeah
2: and that that's goes along with also knowing where to point out you know this is this is this document for your insurance this is the premiums this is why you're getting this coverage but not go into more than the documents that you actually have at hand
0: there Mm -hmm. so there there's i think a misconception out there that a notary is like recording something in other words i I remember a client Hmm. one time saying oh yeah yeah it Mm -hmm. was notarized (laughs) all right (laughs) (laughs) but that doesn't mean all that that really means is that that person who signed it is that person yes it may not even be a legally binding contract. I True, guess in yes. theory, yeah.
2: Until it's recorded with the appropriate office or what you need it to to mm-hmm. do for you, it's it's not legal. It's just
0: notarized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although getting something recorded with the counties uh, is uh, requires a good notary. True. What What do they look for in a to make it a good notary? Um.
2: Corrections and mistakes always need to be initialed and dates need to be very clear. You can't write over numbers. If you put a seven and you try to make that a nine, you need to just rewrite a whole date and initial it. So small things like that um, sometimes can can reject a notary, um, especially in the loan business going through underwriting. It can be. Hey, is you know, what letter is that on their name on the notary did you print, you know? And mm-hmm. it needs to be clear and and correct and include the
0: middle name, you know, if that's what's on the ID. And you know, the Well, outcome. I could see where that would be really important. Mm-hmm. Dates. So let's say you changed a seven to a nine, yeah. but in the month of August a lien recorded. hmm uh, now it's unclear mm. what came first.
2: Mm. And some, some people don't take any chances with that. The moment they see a write over like that, they're asking for a new notarization. So you you wanna be careful about that. You wanna cross it out completely, put a brand new date clearly, and initial it with the with the person, mm-hmm. those types of things.
0: So what happens? Somebody shows up to sign their loan documents. We need to get her done that day so that mm-hmm. we can record the escrow and right. th- that no one has to cancel the U-Hauls mm-hmm. and, and such. Mm -hmm. and somebody goes oh man i'm sorry gabe i forgot my wallet at home right i don't have my driver's license where's your home that's the first (laughs) thing
2: i have and i'll follow them to their home to to record the notaries if needed that's why you're called a mobile notary. yes (laughs) okay
0: yeah so (laughs) even if you know it's that person You still got to do it, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. The um, personal knowledge is no longer um, usable in the state of California for a notary. You have to have an identifying document. And there was a time where if it's your brother and you were born and raised with them for the last 20, you know, eight years of your life or so, you would be able to give them a notary off personal knowledge. And that's not uh, legal anymore. They passed some restriction a while ago that said you have to still use an identifying document for that person.
0: Okay. I I remember the days when I, I would look into somebody's notary book and everything was PK, PK, yep. Yep. meaning personal, personal knowledge. Personal knowledge, yep. Yep. So, and that's state of California. hmm Here's a good one for you. You mentioned different countries. Yes. Uh, I just had a nightmare of one where <laughs> uh, the, the seller had moved down to New Zealand. Okay and to a remote part of the southern island Mm -hmm. and they needed a uh, an american consulate to do it can you tell us why that why can't they just go to a new zealand type notary
2: that's where the discrepancies happen in the united states they're very on top of what their notaries are allowed to do and what is legal you know, when they stamp that document. In other countries, it's so much different just crossing from border to border, depending on where you are, that they don't allow other countries' notaries to be used or notarizations to be used here. Um, You have to go to a consulate. And I have had that where, oh, my wife is in Thailand for the next three weeks and we need to close this, this house. And she had to go go there and sign to get an appointment which was another 5 or 6 days to meet with them to get it uh, legal legally done
0: here for the states yeah a uh, grant deed what about power of attorneys so the wife takes off for thailand for 3 weeks but the husband says well my wife um scratched out this power of attorney on the napkin here
2: <laughs> um it 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 needs to be in in document writing um i don't believe we're supposed to notarize anything that's not on on a real paper document like a napkin i i you'd have to have them sign and explain what the document is and then attach proper writing
0: in the state of california definitely all right maybe i went too far when <laughs> yeah, I said yeah, the napkin. Yeah. let's say they actually have a power of attorney right right um how can power of attorneys be used well if it is all legally done and
2: notarized, and the power of attorney is is real and recorded, then you can sign for um, that person and put power of attorney after the signature. Um, of course, and the your, original
0: power of attorney would have been notarized too. Yes,
2: it ah. it has to be notarized and recorded. Yeah, I don't. I believe it can't just be notarized either. It has to be recorded
0: that that's a, a power of attorney with the, with the state. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Mohan over here is yeah. shaking, it, nodding his head. Yeah, well, as a lender, you're going to get involved with this a lot.
1: Yeah, actually, as a lender, uh, so in, in lending, uh, everybody's different. The lender actually has to approve also the power of attorney. It's mm-hmm. just not, hey, my wife just left. he's a power of attorney. Boom, yeah. no. Mm-hmm. The lender will ins- give you instructions if it's a yes or a no. And then, generally, the escrow will drop the document. Mm-hmm. and that's how it gets all notarized you know so there, there's a process for it mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to have people get a wrong idea of hey there's a there's a document and she's gone no lender have their own requirements and they will make you do what they want it on, on that POA that's mm-hmm. what it's called power of training. Yep.
0: so something that I've learned at least 5,000 times in my career is that just because something, maybe the state of California says that power of attorney is legal to mm. be used, doesn't mean the one with the money, yeah. the right. lender, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. and the underwriter who happens to be in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. is going to approve of it. Mm-hmm. So this is America, so the one who has the money makes the rules, right?
1: That is correct. All and right. that's
2: that's a very good point by Mohan. Um, the documents would be completely different If you came alone with the power of attorney versus coming with your wife in that scenario, Mm -hmm. you would have different writing and different documents in there to record that that's happening.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see. Well, we are going to go to our next commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 ESPN on your digital dial. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your coach, no, your host. <laughs> <laughs> and here in the studio we have Gabriel Maddox and also Mohan Chima of Xander Mortgage and Real Estate. All right, this I gotta confess. This morning I looked up, Googled the word Xander because I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah, there, there's got to be some meaning to that. I didn't come up with anything. That led me to to say that, unless maybe your middle name is Alexander. (laughs) Hey, you're almost there. (laughs) So uh, why why the name Xander?
1: Good question. And, Don, you're going to know a lot of secrets about me now. Uh, (laughs) Like I said before, uh, I was in banking, and I kind of like went and established my name Mohan Chima quite a bit and and different kind of advertising platforms. Uh, A lot of people kind of knew who I was and and when I left the bank I was with uh, it came to choosing a name. Do I want to go with say Chima Mortgage, Chima Loan, Chima Real Estate and although went with one of these three. However, I wanted to establish a company which can service not only where I am, which is locally here in Fresno, eventually statewide and nationwide. so I have big goals and and, and you know big dreams about it Now, the name xander actually uh the uh, because I, I was born in India and raised there uh twenty four years of my life has been spent in India and back in the days, there was a king, and his name was Seundler in India. Mm-hmm. Uh, great king, did a lot of good things for a lot of people in the world. It was not just a king for India, he was king for many people in those days and times. And that king actually was, you were right, it was the Alexander the Great. And I was saying, uh, you know what, I want to name my company, if I'm gonna open one, Alexander. I just like his story and what he has done, uh, good or bad, I just loved it. Mm-hmm. I could relate myself in many ways to one, okay, that's how a person should be. So. It came down to naming it Alexander, but I thought, well, it'll be hard to say Alexander Mortgage. It just sounds very like long in, in one sense, Alexander. So, wrote it down on a piece of papers, went to sleep, woke up in the morning, and somehow, just Xander was in my mind. And I knew at that point, I'm gonna name my company Xander, and Xander will be it, and that's how this name came up, Xander Mortgage and Real Estate.
0: Interesting. <laughs> very interesting. And um, so I was kind of right. It, it had its roots with Alexander.
1: Yes. And actually, the word Xander alone, if you really look it up, it will come up with the answer. It means a defender. I actually defend the rights of people when it comes to mortgages and real estate. Literally, we take it very seriously and provide, we defend them in many ways because a lot of times, as you know, Don, in our industry, somebody wants to buy a home, and next thing you hear is, well, he can get a loan. At that part, you need somebody who can tell, ha- hold hands to these people, all they want to do is buy a home. And, and, and what I do is, and what I train, uh, everybody in my company is, listen to their needs. And see what, you hold a license and see what you can do. There are many guidelines. Sometimes not everybody understands. And that includes sometimes lenders who don't understand. And you will find out, you have one lender you send your client to and it didn't work out. What do you do? You don't give up at that point. You have an escrow opened already. Mm -hmm. You always go to your second, third, fourth, and if it needs to be, fifth and sixth lender. At some point, somebody says, you know what, Don? I got it. And you may say, you know what, I never know who you are, but how can you do it when the other four understand? It's just knowing it a little bit better. That's all it is.
0: So here's my question. So here we are, uh, the the loan officers, the realtors, we're defending our clients, we're helping them out. So they hit an obstacle uh, and the loan officer says, sorry, you can't qualify for this loan. So what are some of the things that can make the second lender figure it out? I guess, for example, uh, hey, why don't you pay off this credit card? Uh, that might be a way. What, what are some of the mo- more common things that you can do to make some, to make a no-go into a go? Uh, uh,
1: I, in, in my experience of things in, on the lending side, what I have observed and experienced is Uh, It's simple things, asking more questions about, let's say if it's a DTI issue, uh, a lot of times that can be resolved off by asking, hey, do you have any additional income somewhere which I don't know about? Um, For example, um, a person might say, you know what, yeah, you know, my wife actually gets Social Security, which I did not disclose. Hey, that's a qualifying income. It could be as little as that. Uh, Other times I have seen, hey, I have a, a lot of money in the bank. Hey, can you put a little bit more down than you started with 5% and can you do 10%? Questions will get you the right answers.
0: I like that. I like that. The more questions you ask, the more answers will come out. And also, I'm going to throw this in there too. If you believe in people, they didn't just jump out of bed that day and totally unqualified and say i'm going to go buy a house today they probably you know if you believe in people you know they thought it through they feel like they can make that payment yes now the problem is how do you prove it to that underwriter back in pennsylvania well that's the job of the loan officer that is correct so there you go so i guess a borrower a buyer should not feel insulted when the loan officer asks you question after question and it's the same question (laughs) <laughs>
1: that is correct, yes. Uh, uh, you, you hit it right, uh, Don. Questions.
0: Mm-hmm. Actually, that was your idea. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, and, you know, sometimes it's a matter of gift funds. Um, you okay. know, grandma wants to see you buy something. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. and, and grandma's willing to kick in $5,000. Mm-hmm. Of course, um, with all the new laws we have in the Patriot Act, Mm -hmm. that all has
1: to be documented, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, You know, I mean, uh, uh, a lot of people don't know, I actually, my previous experience was in lending on, uh, I was in the automobile business, ran my business successfully for 14 years, and I knew credit. And I tell, I'm not trying to uh, uh, make a statement here, but I can tell you one thing, is knowing both sides of it uh, on the credit, I notice it is easier to get a mortgage loan than an auto loan. And you may ask "You wait a second here, you're talking about 20000 compared to 200000 How can you say that? Requirements are very basic. On auto loan, you may have a 620 FICO, and you don't have the 10% down, whereas <laughs> on the lending side, you can get a $200,000 FHA mortgage, 3.5% down, and t- on top of it, you might even qualify for a let's say a little bit harsh code, like a DPA, which is a down payment assistance. So there are more ways, there are actually many ways of getting a mortgage as long as somebody says, you know what, I want to go live in a home. And what I tell people is, I see people all over, in many places. I've seen people in Starbucks. I've seen people in in different places, you know, restaurants. We talk about it. Hey, you know what, I see you all over. I see you know, but I want to buy a home. And I say, well, Let's talk about it. Three more three or four questions. I tell you what, you are actually a very ca- good candidate uh, for, a, for, a, for, a, for a home if you want to buy a home. And and, and 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 it's so many times folks just don't know that they can buy a home. Yeah, there are guidelines, but they are very simple guidelines. They're not trying to break it. They're actually trying to help people, hey, get these people mortgages, and, and, and there, there, there are more people who are so qualified now than ever before. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. If you look at the average FICO's in, in the country, are there are there more people who have good qualifying FICO's uh, than who didn't have it many years ago.
0: So FICO is the credit score. Is it true that um, the higher your FICO score, the, the better interest rate you can get?
1: It is, yes. Uh, credit is always based on FICO. No matter where you go, you get a car loan, credit card, you know, furniture, whatever you want to buy. They're going to first thing you're going to look at is at your FICO. So, uh, yes, the, it is based. Your, your your interest rates are based on on your on your FICO. Okay, is there a significant difference
0: in, in rates? Let's say, let's say somebody was getting an FHA loan here in Fresno County, but their FICO score just dropped below the, whatever the threshold it is. How, how much of a difference are you going to see in rate?
1: You know, if you look at it, let's say, I mean, in general terms, if you're getting a, a three-and-a-half FHA loan in today's market, and then, a, you know, you, you have a good FICO, you're all qualified, but yet, all of a sudden, your score dropped before the threshold. You can still get that same FHA loan if you have all other qualifying factors as far as your income and all other things are concerned, maybe four-point something, one half, mm-hmm. and because your, your, your mortgage is amortized over 30 years, your payment difference is very minimal. It's not uh, like a make or break kind of a deal. So I tell people, hey, if 100 bucks is gonna change you from buying this home, what do you think? But mm-hmm. well, then, hey, listen, also, your credit score dropped. So in future, I'm pretty sure you, you, know, you know what you're doing and if that $100 matters to you a lot, sometimes it does matter to a lot of people. Hey, there's a term called refinance. Put it together. Mm-hmm. Go fix it. Come back. We'll take care of it. You know, or anybody else, whoever you have your mortgage with, they'll take care of it. So it's, it's, I think everything is designed to help people. And I totally believe in all these guidelines and whatnot they have. They're a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, People just have, like I said, they just have to come and go ask their lender a question. Any lender will help you. Any good lender will tell you, you know what? I see you living in this home. I see you living in this home. And here's mm-hmm. what you need. Mm-hmm. if they can't buy it now six months a year i have seen many people they come back eight months from the original date when they actually applied things got better they were they were they were let's say they were given the proper information mm-hmm. that, that's the key
0: all right well thank you with that we're going to go to our next commercial break but stay tuned to welcome home radio 940 espn Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. Today we're sixty thousand watts because Gabe Maddox here, man, he's an energetic guy, isn't he? <laughs> In the building. <laughs> Maybe we can turn the power off at the at the station and just use your your excitement. Yes, yeah, got a treadmill somewhere.
1: <laughs>
0: All right. Anyway, um, I do have a question for you, Mohan, um, and this comes up a lot so i recommend a a client goes to a local lender i like local because you run into them at the gas station and they can't hide from you (laughs) (laughs)
1: um
0: so i like that more than online but it almost always comes up somebody says well i was online and i saw that i could get a 2.99 percent rate And, and now they call you how do you handle that I mean, first thing the borrower wants to know is, can you beat 2.99?
1: Great question, Don. Uh, Yes, we do get these calls all the time as well. Um, So let's talk about online rates. Uh, There are a lot of promotional rates, like 2.99. But if you actually um, read the fine print, it could be 40% down, 760 FICO, all the goodies which come along with it. uh, just basically, uh, you can call it a bait. You know, they want people to apply. Uh, bait and switch is bait what. Bait and I, switch. Yes, yeah. that's what it is. They'll they'll bring them in. It's been in our industry, not in an industry. It's it, it's prevalent almost in any uh, in any place which is offering any kind of lending. They want people to apply. Once they apply, the hey, you know what? That was not the you de- qualifier, but hey, four point seven five, you mm-hmm. do. A lot of times people don't want to go and, and, and you they know, say, okay, that's fine, I'm, I'm already in 30 days, I'm, I've, got, I've got to go with it. Uh, let's say if somebody calls me saying, you know what, no, I'm really approved. So what I ask them to do is, hey, do you have the loan estimate? Can I take a look at it? Have they checked your credit? No. Have they looked at your documentation? No. How did they offer you this rate? Well, I call them up and they said, yeah, you, you seem like you can get this rate. This is what we call it. it's pre-qualification. In, pre- in that stage, you basically just talking to people, yeah, I got a job, I got a down payment, can I qualify? The guy can say, yeah, yeah, I think you qualify, you can probably get this much rate. But the actual rate is when they actually get a loan estimate. And that, that is when they have actually checked everything, they checked the credit, they checked all the documentation, now they're qualified. Now, if they get that rate, go for it. Uh, most of the time, it's not accurate, that low rate. Um, if you really look at the rates nowadays, range um, um, down, threes are still available. I would say three and a quarter FHA is still a possibility. We see it all the time. And that's where it starts from. It could go up to like four, four and a half, five. So that's the, that's the range for it. But to go back to your online thing, um, uh, many times people will apply and they will get stuck because there's some person, somebody sitting in Michigan, putting up the application, has no idea who this person is, what they need. It's, it comes down to a point at the end, yes and no. And then last, lots of time, it's a no. And that's why when you mention local, local is real. We are real people on the ground. You can knock on our doors, sit with us for hours. We are here for you. You know, Nobody's gonna hold your hands when you're online. Mm-hmm. That's my experience with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I had an experience with that. Um, I changed health insurance companies, and I I don't know why, but I, all of a sudden, I got. I guess it's easy to get sucked into it. You know, I, I Googled a few things, yeah. and the next thing, well, let me check this out, and then I, I'm d- discussing it with somebody in Timbuktu, and I could not understand everything. It, I didn't feel comfortable, and finally, it hit me. You know, I listen to Welcome Home Radio every Saturday. And we were always talking local, local, local. Mm-hmm. I called a local rep. He came into my office. Within 15 minutes, I could tell you I totally understand everything now. Mm-hmm. And it's just the way to go. Mm-hmm. Hey, plus I kept the money here in the community. Yeah, He might buy a house sometime. Absolutely. Get a mortgage, from, you know, locally. Whereas that person in Timbuktu, hey, that money is Shipped off to Timbuktu mm-hmm. and um, it's gone from Fresno. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And, and the next thing is, you're online, you try to call them up as you're on a hold for, for a long time. You think you're saving time mm-hmm. because it's an online thing. Yeah, and it's a quick answer. Yeah, for credit cards. Yeah, if you want to get a credit card online, sure, go for it. Mm-hmm. You want to get a mortgage where you actually going to live in a home and somebody has to out so many things. There'll be so many documents and then you have to go so much back. There's a lot of talk. Well, the best analogy is.
0: If you want to go to Priceline.com to get a hotel room and you blow it, eh, that's one night out of your life. You go to an online lender and you blow it, eh, it's yeah. only 30 years out of your life, right? So well said, Don. I like it. All right. Um, Gabriel, tell us about getting back to notarizing. What are some of the problems that you usually run into in notarizing loan docs? Um, just Identification is always... The big one, you know, like you said, don't forget
2: your ID at home. Make sure it's uh, up to date. You don't have an expired ID. And um, the other thing is most lenders require two forms of IDs from borrowers in the the loan docs to be recorded to follow the Patriot Act. And with that, you you need to have a real form of identification, a secondary, you know, you're part of uh, some membership of some kind that has a picture of you on it or you know bring your passport or you know have a secondary form of There's ID a business so.
0: card work with a picture on it
2: no no it needs to have you know numbers that would be recorded somewhere else that you, are your identifying numbers and maybe a, a photo you know anything mm-hmm. along those lines and um yeah ma- mainly it's it's identification um the other thing is you know don't Don't think that the notary is is a legal representative, that they're going to be able to answer your legal questions uh, appropriately. Make sure you always, you know, seek out the legal counsel or your lender's counsel about any questions, you know, prior to the signing. And uh, Mohan made a good point when we were off that um, a lot of the documents can be done before you get to the the face-to-face notary signing your loan documents um, grant you know, um, interspousal grant deeds can be can be done before. And um, the other one was uh, gift funds could be filled out you know, by you and your, your parents before. And those things can be
0: taken care of before you sit down at the final step with the notary. Okay, so this happens a lot too. The, uh, the problem I see with notaries from the real estate side is the people say, I can't get, I work during the day. I can't get there. Hmm. But you're a mobile notary, right? So, where do you normally sign people up at at, at an office, their home, the hood of the car? (laughs) I would (laughs) I would say 90%
2: of the time it's either in a lender's or um, escrow office, or it's at a Starbucks next to wherever they're at. They can pop over there and they have big tables, and we're able to you know and they can get a coffee while we sign and. Um, I do meet people at their house. There's a lot of times people need me to meet at their house or their business, their work. Um, and, you know, sometimes it's their little desk and I'm flipping pages right there in front of them at their work
0: while they're on the clock. My, how things have changed. Starbucks, yes. huh? Yeah. I remember yeah. when I first started in the business, and this was pre-Starbucks, <laughs> Burger King was, oh. my, was my preferred <laughs> place. me yeah. Burger and, and I preferred that over the hood of my car. Yeah. And on the hood of the car... I wrote a lot of contracts, <laughs> <There you go. laughs> yeah. and that's back when we wrote them and not yeah. typed them. Yeah. 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 I realize
2: oh. my stamp doesn't come out very
0: clear on the hood of a car, <laughs> it gets all wobbly. <laughs> all right, um, we got 30 seconds or, or less. What do you want people to remember most about our discussion today? Mohan, you go first.
1: And anyway, I, I, Because I come from the lending side, I will tell people, you know what, if you're listening to the show, and um, um, or if you're a realtor listening to the show, uh, anyone who has been denied a mortgage, don't let that be a stopping point. Actually, that's a starting point. So know that if somebody's interested in buying a home us as a professional realtors, we need to give them a full service and get into the right place so they gonna have to get a mortgage.
0: All right, thank you. Gabriel. What do you want people to remember most? Uh,
2: generally, just that um, the notary is there to you know, serve them and the lenders. And um, anything that might come up in there, it's best to contact your lender
0: about and just get clarification. All right. Thank you. And what I want everybody to remember is thank you for tuning in to Welcome Home Radio every week. We really appreciate it. We've done this 11 and a half years now. We appreciate our listeners.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Don, for having us. Appreciate it.